section fifty two part two chapter six continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain that night there was no sleep on the place the walls of the lodge were creaking the glass crashing and breaking the two women in the adjoining room crying out nervously the noise of the german fire was beginning to mingle with that of other explosives close at hand he surmised that this was the smashing of the french projectiles which were coming in search of the enemy's artillery above the marne for a few minutes his hopes revived as the possibility of victory flashed into his mind but he was so depressed by his forlorn situation that such a hope evaporated as quickly as it had come his own troops were advancing but this advance did not perhaps represent more than a local gain the line of battle was so extensive it was going to be as in eighteen seventy the french would achieve partial victories modified at the last moment by the strategy of the enemies until they were turned into complete defeat after midnight the cannonading ceased but silence was by no means re-established automobiles were rolling around the lodge midst hoarse shouts of command it must be the hospital convoy that was evacuating the castle then near daybreak the thudding of horses hoofs and the wheels of chugging machines thundered through the gates making the ground tremble half an hour afterwards sounded the tramp of multitudes moving at a quick pace dying away in the depths of the park at dawn the old gentleman leaped from his bed and the first thing he spied from the cottage window was the flag of the red cross still floating from the top of the castle there were no more cots under the trees on the bridge he met one of the doctors and several assistants the hospital force had gone with all its transportable patients there only remained in the castle under the care of a company those most gravely wounded the valkyries of the health department had also disappeared the red-bearded shylock was among those left behind and on seeing don marcelo afar off he smiled and immediately vanished a few minutes after he returned with full hands never before had he been so generous foreseeing pressing necessity the hungry man put his hands in his pockets as usual but was astonished to learn from the orderly's emphatic gestures that he did not wish any money nine nine what generosity was this the german persisted in his negatives his enormous mouth expanded in an ingratiating grin as he laid his heavy paws on marcelo's shoulders he appeared like a good dog a meek dog fawning and licking the hands of the passer-by coaxing to be taken along with him franzosen franzosen he did not know how to say any more but the frenchman read in his words the desire to make him understand that he had always been in great sympathy with the french something very important was evidently transpiring the ill-humoured air of those left behind in the castle and the sudden servility of this ploughman in uniform made it very apparent some distance beyond the castle he saw soldiers many soldiers 
a battalion of infantry had spread itself along the walls with trucks draught horses and swift mounts with their pikes the soldiers were making small openings in the mud walls shaping them into a border of little pinnacles others were kneeling or sitting near the apertures taking off their knapsacks in order that they might be less hampered afar off the cannon were booming and in the intervals between their detonations could be heard the bursting of shrapnel the bubbling of frying oil the grinding of a coffee-mill and the incessant crackling of rifle fire fleecy clouds were floating over the fields giving to near objects the indefinite lines of unreality the sun was a faint spot seen between curtains of mist the trees were weeping fog moisture from all the cracks in their bark a thunderclap rent the air so forcibly that it seemed very near the castle desnoyers trembled believing that he had received a blow in the chest the other men remained impassive with their customary indifference a cannon had just been discharged but a few feet away from him and not till then did he realize that two batteries had been installed in the park the pieces of artillery were hidden under mounds of branches the gunners having felled trees in order to mask their monsters more perfectly he saw them arranging the last with shovels they were forming a border of earth a foot in width around each piece this border guarded the feet of the operators whose bodies were protected by steel shields on both sides of them then they raised a breastwork of trunks and boughs leaving only the mouth of the cylindrical mortar visible by degrees don marcelo became accustomed to the firing which seemed to be creating a vacuum within his cranium he ground his teeth and clenched his fist at every detonation but stood stock still with no desire to leave dominated by the violence of the explosions admiring the serenity of these men who were giving orders erect and coolly or moving like humble menials around their roaring metal beasts all his ideas seemed to have been snatched away by that first discharge of cannon his brain was living in the present moment only he turned his eyes insistently toward the white and red banner which was waving from the mansion that is treachery he thought a breach of faith far away on the other side of the marne the french artillery were belching forth their deadly fire he could imagine their handiwork from the little yellowish clouds that were floating in the air and the columns of smoke which were spouting forth at various points of the landscape where the german troops were hidden forming a line which appeared to lose itself in infinity an atmosphere of protection and respect seemed to be enveloping the castle the morning mists had dissolved the sun was finally showing its bright and limpid light lengthening the shadows of men and trees to fantastic dimensions hills and woods came forth from the haze fresh and dripping after their morning bath the entire valley was now completely exposed and desnoyers was surprised to see the river from the spot to which he had been rooted the cannon having opened great windows in the woods that it hid it from view what most astonished him in looking over this landscape smiling and lovely in the morning light was that nobody was to be seen absolutely nobody mountain tops and forests were 
bellowing without any one's being in evidence there must be more than a hundred thousand men in the space swept by his piercing gaze and yet not a human being was visible the deadly boom of arms was causing the air to vibrate without leaving any optical trace there was no other smoke but that of the explosions the black spirals that were flinging their great shells to burst on the ground these were rising on all sides encircling the castle like a ring of giant tops but not one of that orderly circle ventured to touch the edifice don marcelo again stared at the red cross flag it is treachery he kept repeating yet at the same time he was selfishly rejoicing in the base expedient since it served to defend his property the battalion was at last completely installed in the entire length of the wall opposite the river the soldiers kneeling were supporting their guns on the newly made turrets and grooves and seemed satisfied with this rest after a night of battling retreat they all appeared sleeping with their eyes open little by little they were letting themselves drop back on their heels or seeking the support of their knapsacks snores were heard in the brief spaces between the artillery fire the officials standing behind them were examining the country with their field glasses or talking in knots some appeared disheartened others furious at the backward flight that had been going on since the day before the majority appeared calm with the passivity of obedience the battle-front was immense who could foresee the outcome there they were in full retreat but in other places perhaps their comrades might be advancing with decided gains until the very last moment no soldier knows certainly the fate of the struggle what was most grieving this detachment was the fact that it was all the time getting further away from paris don marcelo's eye was caught by a sparkling circle of glass a monocle fixed upon him with aggressive insistence a lank lieutenant with the corseted waist of the officers that he had seen in berlin a genuine junker was a few feet away sword in hand behind his men like a wrathful and glowering shepherd what are you doing here he said gruffly desnoyers explained that he was the owner of the castle french continued the lieutenant yes french the official scowled in hostile meditation feeling the necessity of saying something against the enemy the shouts and antics of his companions at arms put a summary end to his reflections they were all staring upward and the old man followed their gaze for an hour past there had been streaking through the air frightful roarings enveloped in yellowish vapors strips of cloud which seemed to contain wheels revolving with frenzied rotation they were the projectiles of the heavy german artillery which fired from various distances threw their great shells over the castle certainly that could not be what was interesting the officials he half shut his eyes in order to see better and finally near the edge of a cloud he distinguished a species of mosquito flashing in the sunlight between brief intervals of silence could be heard the distant faint buzz announcing its presence the officers nodded their heads franzosen desnoyers thought so too 
he could not believe that the enemy's two black crosses were between those wings instead he saw with his mind's eye two tricolored rings like the circular spots which color the fluttering wings of butterflies this explained the agitation of the germans the french airbird remained motionless for a few seconds over the castle regardless of the white bubbles exploding underneath and around it in vain the cannon nearest hurled their deadly fire it wheeled rapidly and returned to the place from which it came it must have taken in the whole situation thought the old frenchman it has found them out it knows what is going on here he guessed rightly that this information would swiftly change the course of events everything which had been happening in the early morning hours was going to sink into insignificance compared with what was coming now he shuddered with fear the irresistible fear of the unknown and yet at the same time he was filled with curiosity impatience and nervous dread before a danger that threatened and would not stay its relentless course outside the park but a short distance from the mud wall sounded a strident explosion like a stupendous blow from a gigantic axe an axe as big as his castle there began flying through the air entire tree-tops trunks split in two great chunks of earth with the vegetation still clinging a rain of dirt that obscured the heavens some stones fell down from the wall the germans crouched but with no visible emotion they knew what it meant they had been expecting it as something inevitable after seeing the french aeroplane the red cross flag could no longer deceive the enemy's artillery don marcelo had not time to recover from his surprise before there came a second explosion nearer the mud wall a third inside the park it seemed to him that he had been suddenly flung into another world from which he was seeing men and things across a fantastic atmosphere which roared and rocked and destroyed with the violence of its reverberations he was stunned at the awfulness of it all and yet he was not afraid until then he had imagined fear in a very different form he felt an agonizing vacuum in his stomach he staggered violently all the time as though some force were pushing him about giving him first a blow on the chest and then another on the back to straighten him up a strong smell of acids penetrated the atmosphere making respiration very difficult and filling his eyes with smarting tears on the other hand the uproar no longer disturbed him it did not exist for him he supposed it was still going on from the trembling air the shaking of things around him in the whirlwind which was bending men double but was not reacting within his body he had lost the faculty of hearing all the strength of his senses had concentrated themselves in looking his eyes appeared to have acquired multiple facets like those of certain insects he saw what was happening before beside behind him simultaneously witnessing extraordinary things as though all the laws of life had been capriciously overthrown an official a few feet away suddenly took an inexplicable flight he began to rise without losing his military rigidity still helmeted with furrowed brow moustache blond and short mustard-colored chest 
and gloved hands still holding field glasses and map but there his individuality stopped the lower extremities in their grayish leggings remained on the ground inanimate as reddening empty moulds the trunk in its violent ascent spread its contents abroad like a bursting rocket further on some gunners standing upright were suddenly stretched full length converted into a motionless row bathed in blood End of section 52